Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another glorious episode here of Bald to Bald with Shane Taggart and my main man, TJ Jones. Episode 7, Season 2. We are diving now deep into Week 3 of Kyle's Lacrosse. But TJ, we got to go back to Week 2. We had a big game Friday night. But before that, how are we doing? Uh, we're doing good. We're doing pretty good. We uh we bounced back on the weekend three and one for the picks. We're at six and ten overall. We're only down one mortgage payment, which is you know which is good, which is good. So we're getting you know, there. We're getting there. We're getting there. Now we just have to double that down. We get back to even, and then we start getting back into plus money week by week, day by day, brick by brick. Big big weekend for you with the comeback. Um, I I just want to say shout out to me three and zero, oh, giving shout out, out to you shout winners. Out to you. Winners, winners, winners. But again, that's in the past. This is a what have you done for me lately league. Speaking of that, we got Kyle's lacrosse on right now. Our good friend, Coach Coobs in the Manhattan Jaspers, which they're getting some love this episode. They're currently up five to four against the Princeton Tigers on a nice, you know, Tuesday night lacrosse game down in Jersey. But um, looking back at last week, T, there's no better place to start than down. In North Carolina, Friday night, where we had I thought I thought was going to be probably the game of the year so far. Duke Denver overtime. Duke comes back, and I owe a Duke player an apology. Who who is that player, Shane? Did well. Who is that player specifically? That player would be the number one recruit in uh in his class, uh, Brennan O'Neill. I uh, Facetimed Shane. Shane, just so I can give the viewers just a or viewers and listeners, I should say, an understanding of what happened on Friday night. So I got I got a call from my, you know, fellow co-host Shane. It's the fourth quarter, third quarter. You know, we haven't heard Brendan O'Neill's name too much. Duke's getting beat up on the offensive end of the field. And Shane goes, Brendan O'Neill, overrated. And I said, have you seen this kid play? Have you seen him play? And he goes, overrated. So tell us what happened after that phone call, Shane. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't make it up at this point. I... You know, I'm watching the game, and, you know, he has a goal here and there, and, you know, a couple of and, – and hand up to me. You know, you lose track of the assists throughout a game if you're not constantly checking the box score. And I wasn't checking the box score. I just put in a long day at the office, and, you know, I just wanted to relax. So, legitimately after that, Denver has the ball. They go down. Tierney calls a timeout. Duke gets the ball out of the timeout. They shove it down the other end. And, of course, O'Neal – you know, left to right split from X gets to five and five and gets to his left hand question mark. That's a goal alone away. You go to overtime, man up, and what do you fucking know? This kid just steps down from probably fifteen on the on the left hash and just ropes it high to high. Ropes Whoa. it. So he ends up with four and three, sixty seven percent shooting, seven points. So um he's my man up of the week actually. Biggest stage, really and I want to just say about this game as a whole, great visuals. Um, I thought the commentary was great. Denver, probably not. And obviously that's a, you know, they dropped to one and two. Duke moves to three and one. But that Pio's offense, their man up is so much fun to watch. Like the ball just boom, 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 goal. Boom, 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 goal. Like they, their dudes are looking skip passes, through balls. It, it's really fun to watch their offense. I, 
I totally agree. I like they they move they have to move the ball better than like any offense in the country. Maybe like, I've never I haven't yet to see like an offense just that just picks you apart like that by moving the ball that much. Like you got guys usually in the ACC, Big Ten, you just got lumber midfielders rolling down the field, attackmen kind of one on one beating their guy. They beat you with ball movement. It's like the it's like the Greg Popovich Spurs. Like right. Everyone just, gets a touch. Everyone gets a touch. And, and I you even thought about just, You're not shutting down one guy. Like, they just they right. have everybody who can contribute. I even thought about this game and, you know, look at the stats. It's like the faceoffs were dead even. They both went 50%. Dude's main goalie, uh, Wilhelm, top two name in college across. Wilhelm. You know, he you know, did 38%. But then, you know, Denver splits goalies and, you know, they average out to like 37%. So couldn't ask for probably two even teams in that sense. Obviously, they go to overtime and whatever happens, happens. But um, a few dudes I did want to give a shout out to. Uh, Duke LSM, Tyler Carpenter, that dude is a stud defenseman. Um, and a he's all, Absolute all, all over the field, covering dudes nonstop, picking up every ground ball. Um, he, he was impressive to watch. And the Denver LSM um, Malik Sparrow, playmaker after playmaker after playmaker, ground balls, knocking down passes, pushing in transition. So, you know, those two guys, really, really good pulls to watch. They'll be fun to watch at the next level too. But, see, this, you know, that was a, that was a taste. That was a little taste of what this lacrosse weekend was going to be. And holy fuck did we have some goals because we saw almost the highest scoring lacrosse game ever with Virginia Harvard. Um, so many teams are just putting up 20 goals consistently. But before we talk about all the goals, I think there's a team in the Big Apple that deserves a fucking shout-out right off from the top. The New York's team. New York's New York team. team. The Manhattan Jaspers go down to Annapolis, pull off an unbelievable comeback, down 5-1 to one at one point, storm back 6-5, to five, you take it away. The Manhattan Jaspers, with the best bus ride of the week from me, the man up player of the week in Joey Persico, with the fucking with the win of the season so far, easily. Like, like easily. you said, five to one comeback, six to five. Persico has twenty two saves. I'm sorry, how many? Twenty two. That's that's two twos. Deuces. On the road. Against Navy. I'll tell you what, Shane. Speaking of man up, you know, you know who my man down of the week is? You know who my man down player I, I, of the I would week is? I would love to hear it. Man down, hot seat. Joe hot Amplo. Seat. Joe Amplo on the hot seat. On my hot seat. And I'll tell you why. Navy, highest paid coaching staff in Division One lacrosse. Did you know that? I, I, you know I know what that, that doesn't correlate to? Patriot League wins. And yeah. then, I'd say it's pretty important for a team that isn't getting an at-large bid anytime soon, is constantly inflated in the polls, is constantly inflated when it comes to preseason rankings, preseason awards, when it comes to their players. I know Xavier Arline's shooting below 20% this year, let alone 15 maybe. He didn't have a goal this weekend against Manhattan. Joey Persico locked that up. Yeah, he was he was over 13 for uh, the, the people keeping track. Um, over 13. And I told him to hit the wall. 
take my you, advice. You, you're giving him, you're giving him the tools, and he's just not listening. But you know, watching that game, um, what was pretty pretty tough to watch because there were just when it was five one, I was like, all right, this one's probably dead dead in the water, and I mean, just chipping, chipping, chipping. So, I mean, shout out to them. Obviously, right now they're they're up on Princeton at halftime, five to four. So. Fucking Manhattan might be ranked number 15 after this, but hell yeah. Uh, uh, across the board, some other things we noticed from last week uh, or last Saturday, pardon, you know, Richmond bounces back. They kind of hammer Bucknell. Um, Army with a big upset over Rutgers, 14 13. The Ivy Leagues were, were welcome back. What is back. going on with Rutgers? Yeah, I, I think they might need a little, a little tire change there for the NASCAR offense. Like, you know, I, I hear that they're going to be the team in the in the Big Ten. Maryland's taking a step back. Rutgers is climbing the ladder. You can't go up to, to West Point and, and lay an egg like that and had to have a push, a pretty big comeback to, to get it to that point. Um, I, I thought they would have rolled that one. but I, I, I didn't see – so two things. Obviously, I'm going to look at the goalie position. I don't think Rutgers has the kid in that. That kid Kyle Mullen just doesn't seem it. Well, I mean, you lose, you lose Kirst from last year. It's you're going to have a huge step down, dude. I get you're going to have a step down, but like every everybody, Rutgers should be able to get a goalie who can save the ball above fifty percent, and that kid can't. Um, for some reason, I didn't see Dehenio at the faceoff X this week, and I don't know if that was personal, you know, injury related. Maybe it was a. Right. Maybe it was a team disciplinary action, whatever it may be, but I'm sure that hurt him. But, I mean, if you're Rutgers, the the Big Ten looks to be wide open this year, and you're not taking advantage of it. And, hey, if you're going to lose, you know, lose the out-of-conference game um, on the road, too, so not not ideal. Um, kind of keeping it with the quick recap of Saturday. Uh, you know, big-time shout-out to Lehigh where, you know, they're down 10-3. to 3 midway through the second and they come back to beat Hobart 19 to 13. That's just, that's just impressive to put up 16 and two and a half quarters. Obviously you had the face off man in uh, Mike uh, Sisson, Sisson Lindenberger, whatever. Yeah. yeah, dude, he's been there forever. And the, the other really, I thought big wins really come down to, you know, a team that I think is, Still getting disrespected. Loyola smacking Johns Hopkins, which was nice to see. Um, after Hopkins was hot with the big upset over Georgetown, they slipped two back-to-back losses and some some unfamiliar faces with some wins. Dartmouth beats Merrimack. You know, Mercer stomps out Holy Cross. That's a whole other topic of conversation. And really, you know, Maryland. And I said it earlier in my top five. Their offense seems to be grooving a little bit. I, I don't think S- Syracuse's defense is anything to write home about, but the Q's offense putting 12 on uh, on Maryland, I think, is a, a big step for them in the ACC. I think and, before we go anywhere else, I think Q's kind of grew up a bit. It seemed like those young guns down there, um, down in College Park, had a good day. Um, they, uh, It seems like they're kind of finding their groove, and obviously you, you – expect that from a young group early on in the season, just trying to figure out how to play together, trying to gel with a lot of different personalities. Um, but first off, they covered the plus four and a half. Thank you. I needed that. W- winner. 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 Second, you know, 
you got to you got to hold your head high coming out of that game if you're Cuse. If you're Maryland, that loss of Logan McEnany looks worse and worse every day. It didn't seem that uh, that Mr. Dolan stepped in and, and really filled those shoes as much as we thought he would. Um, we'll give him a mulligan. Uh, I know I know he's a good goalie, so we'll see what happens throughout the year. But a, a good win for Maryland, but a growing up growing up game for Cuse. Yeah, and I mean the the deal with Maryland, it's you know obviously you just touched on it with okay you know below average goalie play call spade a spade yeah um if will mark is not net for syracuse that game's totally different but the the good thing for the the, the maryland faithful is that you have luke weirman at the edgestone 77 percent. so you know Automatic. i mean you're not right you're, you're not gonna until you run into a pretty dominant player you're really gonna be okay you're gonna get plenty of possessions and that defense will only get better. So I'm I'm not worried about the Terps at all. And I think that kind of leads us to a game where there was just no fucking defense. The Virginia Harvard game. I I couldn't believe what I was watching. Like it it was like Harvard. Did you know you had a fucking game this week? <laughs> like you, you drove all the way down from Boston. You'd think you know you're playing UVA. Get off the fucking bus. Get a stretch in, and just and just make a stop for Christ's sake. Yeah, and and that's where my my man down of the week, unfortunately, goes to is, and I, I don't like to, you know, dump on somebody who's probably pretty feeling pretty shitty right now, but uh, Christian Bernard, two saves, fifteen goals against, twelve percent between the pipes, hit the showers, bud. Um, that, that's that's not what that's not what the the crimson we're looking for, but I mean it was bad goalie play all game, and it, you know if you're Virginia, you know Petey Lasala has a really good game from start to finish. Obviously, UVA pulls their guys and Harvard with an unbelievable backdoor cover. You know, 46 goals scored in the game is insane, and I think Connor Schellenberger really answered the question like when he has the ball in his stick. It's going to either be he's scoring, he's feeding, and that ball's going in the net nets. Like their offense, it's – I'm going to – I know you brought up the Spurs. I'm, I'm putting them in the Golden State category. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. I'm putting them in the Golden State category. Okay. They've played two games. Two games. Schellenberger had a hell of a game against Harvard. I get it. Ten he, points, he, three he, goals, he, seven assists. He had a 10-piece with Nuggets. I know, I know, but this is what I'm saying here. They, I don't, when he has the ball on his stick, like. Good things happen? Yes, but I don't, I okay. don't see him as like a takeover, takeover the game attackman. He I, doesn't I don't, have I don't to, because he just feeds him. Dude, Xander Dixon, five goals, like five for five. That's automatic. Peyton Corbin. He's a, he's a three, finisher. Three and one. Yeah, he finishes pretty well, 100%. Can't get higher than 100 just it's the it, it's just down the roster. They got guys scoring everywhere. And, and again, if Harvard's yeah. defense is going to stink like that, you know, point. I mean, twenty five fucking goals. I, is, I this is what I have to say. I got to stop. Cursing I think too. the I, real I, test. It's a, a kid show. I I'm gonna stop. You I'll settle put it down. The jar. You settle down. Michigan's defense was horrendous in the first game. Their goalie made one save in the first half, and then Harvard. 
another horrendous performance. You know what defense isn't going to be horrendous is Ohio State. Pick your poison between Van Buren and Marcus Hudgens. By the way, Skyler and Nett, he's pretty fucking good. Skyler Wayland? Walland? I think it's Walland. Morgan Walland? Skyler Walland? We'll go with Walland. We're going to go with Walland. Um, that, they're pretty good. So let's just let's see how this Virginia offense does against a real defense. I'm just gonna I'm just tapping the brakes. I'm not gonna fully pump them because okay. they're Virginia, but we're just gonna tap them. Just a little tap. Well, uh, you know, you, you see the uh, the car in front of you. You see their brake lights go off, and then you're like, oh, I'm gonna slow down a little bit. Maybe there's a cop waiting on the side of 95. You want to get a speeding ticket? We're just pumping the brakes a little bit. Maybe yeah. switch to the right lane. Yeah, just a oh sorry tap. Gonna move over a little bit. Yeah. Gonna shimmy over. I I think that pretty much will cover the you know the the previous weekend games. Hold on, I got one more. I got one more. All right. I want to I want to give a congratulations to Lindenwood getting their first Division One victory over LIU. LIU in kind of in a similar situation, a growing program. I think that was a great matchup for Lindenwood, and I I'm I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. They go up to. Uh, the they, they go up Wood. to Marquette. Lyndon Wood. Lyndon Wood. Lyndon Wood. Lyndon Wood. Lyndon Wood. They go up to Marquette the season over and get smacked around. And, you know, that's a wake-up call for them. But the boys go on the road to LIU and, and just get a dub. So, proud of them. They, got, they go to NJIT next. Let's see what happens. But proud of those boys. Big time, big time getting your first program win. And, and it's pretty cool. It's their head coach. I also saw he was there as a player when they were club. Then he was the coach when they were club. And now he's the head coach when they are the Division One team. So that's kind you of – You know uh, how those go, though. You know how that yeah, goes. I, I know, I, I know. But to go from player to coach to then an actual Division One coach, you know, you, you got to give the guy – you got to give him his flowers while we can. Great. Um, I, I want to get his name shout out real quick here. Shout out to Jim Lang. Jimmy. Jim Lang. Sounds like a public accountant. Him Lang. He might be Hemi Lang after this, <laughs> after getting the first win. Um, but that was Saturday, which leads us to Sunday, where, of course, I was just doing what I was doing. More winners. Winner. Where we saw, I thought, probably, and it, they might be the, the best defense in the country, where Ohio State, Able to have a snails match with UNC, eight to five. Pretty pretty defensive heavy game. Obviously, it's probably the first time we've seen two top twenty teams under ten goals either or a piece. So, you know nothing nothing to really write home about there. Ohio State, I, I think they're still being a little bit disrespected. That's just me, and that's coming from a Michigan man myself. But hold on, hold on. And, I I think. What's what's understated, I think, and underrated in general is North Carolina's defense. North Carolina has a great defense, and Colin Krieg, I think he's in his fourth year now. I remember, I remember coming in as a freshman. I was like, who the heck is this kid? Um, he's kind of figured it out. They're doing well on defense. Their offense is just like – I mean, you, you can tell they're missing Chris Gray. Granted, you know, obviously you're going to miss him, but I would hope a team like UNC can, like, fill those shoes a little bit. Yeah, um, I'm right. sure it's really I'm sure it's really hard to to sell that campus. I, I mean, yeah, I, I get it. I, I would expect them to at least get some some decent transfers in to lead the team, let alone some good recruits. But I think that you, you're right. There's a defensive battle. 
two best defensemen in the country with Van Buren and Marcus Hudgens are, are two of the top five. And then North Carolina's a bit underrated, so it is what it is. But what about that other game, Shane? What about, what about that other one? So, so that other game, now Sunday fun day, we saw Notre Dame. Were they, they, I mean, they look good. I'm not going to hold Cleveland State to the same standard as much, but – Kavanaugh State. That's Kavanaugh State. Kavanaugh State from now on. Notre Dame's rolling. They're And what I'm, what I'm most impressed about Notre Dame is, yes, they beat Marquette and Cleveland State, but these games haven't been close. They're winning, and I know I think their biggest weakness right now is at the faceoff X, but two games at home, two you know inferior opponents, and they're not even games. So that's good for the Irish – because they're going to have a real test coming up soon. But that leads us to the, I thought, final game of the weekend between Nova and Yale. And, I mean, I, I talked about it in probably episode one. Like, Yale is a force to be rec- reckoned with, and it starts with Brandau, part of the 41 fraternity, <laughs> four and three, and then Chris Lyons just puts up a nine piece. Nine I, know, I was hoping he was going to get the 10. I felt like he hit, he hit nine like midway through the fourth. I'm like, oh, he's going for 10. Come on. Keep going. Yeah, but, on a 64% know, they, shooting percentage on the last. So he's, he's got nine goals, and he's, he's automatic. Cash and yeah. in. And, you know, Villanova, I'm, I'm sure they weren't expecting to get throttled like that even. But, you know, they, they still hang 14. You know, they moved to one and one. Yale to one and oh. But o- overall, That's- I think. I mean that's that's a big uh, that that's a big win for Yale to to pull that one off on the road, and I, I think kind of putting last weekend to rest. My best bus ride. I already gave my man up. I gave my man down. I'm gonna give Yale my best bus ride. Just first game of the year, offense is looking that sharp. You can't complain about that. And I'm gonna give my worst bus ride to Rutgers, which we talked which we touched on earlier. And that leads us to a nice little slate tee for the up and coming weekend. But we got to talk about the poll. We got to talk the poll about the that poll. comes out. So let's talk about it. And this isn't the. So I'm going off with the Nike USILA men's division one ranking. I think the media poll, it should have a little bit more respect behind it and a little more clout. But Virginia's at one. Notre Dame stays at two, Cornell's at three, and teams start sliding up now, where Princeton's four, Loyola's five, six is Maryland, seven Yale, eight Penn, nine Ohio State, and ten is Duke. Loyola should be ahead of Cornell and Princeton. Simply off the fact, they smacked Maryland, and they just smacked Hopkins. So they have two top 20 wins, and Cornell beat Albany on the road. Congrats. You beat Albany. Sick. And Princeton smacked Monmouth. Congrats. Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. These the, And this is not even – this isn't even their fault. It's kind of like the Ivy League's fault. They've, they only got to play one game. Okay. But – we play the games for a reason. Like they always play two games, like reward playing those games and move. And like, is it going to matter that much in four weeks when Loyola's at number three, like the top 10 isn't going to shake. It's not going to change until the Ivy league starts playing the Ivy league and they start kind of eating themselves alive because we play, you play the game 
for the rankings. Not not for the rankings, sorry. Winning should matter more. Like they have two, even if they had one win, a win over Maryland or a win over Hopkins is better than a win over Albany and a win over Monmouth. That's, Absolutely. that's my take. Absolutely. But they started the season unranked. So they went from unranked to week one, they got to 12th, which is a huge jump because they had yeah. a great win. They then, on top of that, did a great win against Johns Hopkins. That gets them up to six, or sorry, to five. Yes. So I, I don't think they're getting disrespected. I think it's just how the poll plays out right now. And like we talk about, this poll is going to be different three weeks from now. This poll is going to be different next week. Loyola, yeah. I see Loyola getting to the number three spot if they take care of business against a, a down Rutgers team this weekend. So I hear you. I, but I also we, think, we gotta, though. We, they've gotten their props. Let's let it all play out. I also think, though, that playing games needs to matter more. Like play, Because like, a, a team like Ohio State, they've had three chances to win, and they've had three chances to also lose, though. You, and you, you have a good I, point. But I just think you got to so give them. You got to give them. You got to let it all play out. We're only in week two. The Ivy Leagues couldn't play. They weren't allowed to play. Do you I, think they would have played? Do you think those boys wanted to go play? I'm, I, I'm damn sure as well thought they would want to go play. I think they do. I understand. I'm just saying, the teams that played, it, that, that should be that should count more. Because all right, for instance, what if Ohio State just took this week off, and Duke were to win, Delaware wins, St. Joe's wins, and Rutgers wins. Do they all just jump Ohio State now because they didn't play? Like that that's what's annoying to me is dudes played four games. And the one game and they lose one game, they don't have to schedule Jacksonville. They could be three and oh, they could be number one right now, for all I care. Like you schedule the games. If you fucking play, you should be rewarded for playing. Call me old school. <sighs> Whatever. But that's, that's not my biggest gripe. With, I mean, that is my biggest gripe with the poll. But what I am happy about, flip the coin here, shout out to the mid-majors right now. It's nice seeing some fresh faces and new faces really in this poll because it's starting to separate the mid-major conferences are now going to be battling who's going to come in behind the Big Ten, the Ivies, and the ACC. Because you have Loyola, Patriot League, you have, I'm going to run out of hands, Delaware, CAA. Start with your fingers, then go, then well, go to the other finger. Well, I'm just putting them this way. You have Delaware and the CAA. You have St. Joe's. Yeah, yo. And yo's in the A10. You got Jacksonville out of the A fun. And then Army, Patriot League, UMass, welcome to the show in the A10. So a lot of mid-majors start to get in the mix now. And even a team, and, and here comes the St. Joe's Suckfest, they start to fucking turn up their schedule too, where they got Duke, Hopkins, Penn, Drexel. They they can they're either moving up or they're moving out, and then we got a goal seven five Manhattan seven six, ooh, 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 um, but getting back on track, like I I just want to know your thoughts on this one, T, because I think it's it's this one this one's mine is going to be interesting. You look at a team like Cuse, they're they're at eighteen, they dropped from sixteen to eighteen, and. They have wins over Vermont, Albany, and Holy Cross, but a loss to Maryland. Like, they should be in the top 20, you think, still? 
Houston, Houston, I think, should definitely be in the top 20. I think they're three and one. They've, again, they were ranked up there earlier in the season. Or were they, ranked? were they ranked preseason? Uh, no, they were not. They were not they were ranked, ranked preseason, season, but they they had good wins. I, I mean, you know, they're Vermont's a good win. That team's that team's a solid team. The other two, and eh, not so much, but but they're competing. They're that you can they pass the eye test to be in the top twenty. Hopkins passed the eye test to be in the top twenty. But we're we're not taking the eye test. We're playing the games, and your boys at Georgetown don't have a fucking win. Shane. They don't have a win. All right, hold on, hold on, stop, stop. If you if you needed if, if Georgetown if Georgetown was playing Rucker Jack sorry I'll start from the I'll start from the bottom. Don't if, Rutgers, if Georgetown was playing Jacksonville. If Georgetown was playing Jacksonville. They'd win. If they were playing Rutgers, they'd win. You know who else said that? You know what, Duke? They're probably oh, we'll play Jacksonville. We'll probably beat them. Lost. No, they, they, I don't think they wouldn't think that because they lose games in February all the time. It's any it, – T, this isn't our father's lacrosse anymore. And I know neither of our dads played lacrosse. But, like, it's not 1987. Hopkins just doesn't go to the Final Four. Syracuse just doesn't go to the National Championship anymore. Any team can win on any given weekday because there's games every fucking day now. But, like, I'm just looking at this. So you're telling me if Georgetown loses this week and they're 0-3 and they're in the top 20, get the fuck out of here. I'll find some, I'll find another ball guy. I'll go find another ball guy. You know, yeah, but you know who they're fucking losing to? The I'll call. I'll Penn, call Notre Dame and Hopkins, who are all top 10 at one point this year. When does winning is matter? That better? Is that better? Is losing to those teams this better is why, than beating up on fucking Harry Cross and Mercer? Just because you were raised in a participation trophy house doesn't mean that needs to come to Division you One. Lock it up. I T. They don't have a win. So are they? Fast forward. We go to college football. We go to college football season. If Ohio State, Michigan, or Georgia, or any of those top teams, I'll I'll even bring up Bama. If they started out zero and two, are they in the top twenty? Yes. What? Because why it, because it's, it's, are we th- are we going to say Alabama is as good as Appalachian State or some other bullshit fucking school okay, in the middle of nowhere? Okay, but then at the end of the year, oh, like because Michigan chokes against TCU, then TCU gets to run off the field. Well, Bama would have put up a better fight. Well, guess what? Bama lost to Tennessee. Listen, they I, lost don't, to LSU. I don't disagree, but there is something to be said about who you play and the eye test. I'm just saying, and I said this before, Georgetown could go 0-4. Like, they could easily go 0-4, but they're still really fucking good. They're still going to win the Big East. And if I was a team hey, matched I, up with them in the NCAA tournament, I wouldn't want to be fucking playing them. I, I would feel like I got screwed with the outcome of me having to go against Georgetown because they lost four games at the beginning of the season and their RPI is down, so they got a lower ranking. They got a lower seating heading into the NCAA tournament, but they're still fucking legit. I, I'm i going to be the biggest Denver homer for the Big East tournament. I might get my fucking masters at Denver. I might transfer to Denver. I might move to Denver because I – because now, no, now, this, now here's what happens with Georgetown. 
if they, so say and I'm pulling up the schedule right now. And for the people listening, it's eight seven Manhattan and the Princeton coaches losing his mind on the sideline. We just got a we just got a non releasable penalty, Shane. <sighs> I got Jasper fever. All right. Now it's easy. I'm I'm gonna go through the schedule right now for you for Georgetown. Say they go 0 and four. Yeah. And they have wins to end the year, and they don't win the Big East. So we're they do not win the Big East. If their wins are Richmond, High Point, Lehigh, I'm saying Denver beats them. They beat Providence, Marquette. Now the biggest games are to be Loyola, April 18th, and they beat St. John's and Nova. Like, th- there's not one big win on there. They have, I'm, if they go zero four, they would gonna have to beat Denver. Denver and Loyola. They're going to beat Denver. They're going to beat Villanova. We will see how the Loyola game goes. That'll be that'll be like a linchpin. If they can rattle off, what is that? Nine wins in a row, dude. Georgetown beating Villanova championship. We'll see what happens. Georgetown beating Villanova, like that's equivalent to a fucking hand job. Like it's not it's not an impressive win, dude. Like fucking like. I can't talk about Georgetown anymore. I'm going to throw up. I'm just saying winning needs to matter at some point in these rankings because I, I just – then why even play the game if we just want to go off paper? So, again, it is what it is. That's the rankings. I, I just Let's did just something. Next week. I'm fucking tired of you already. I'm fucking – whatever. All right. We're going to be more professional in this next next rundown. We have games. I do smell a little of a little upset alert, maybe. And this this will come out after, unfortunately. Watch out for the Sacred Heart Pios. Head to <laughs> Fairfield. Just saying, you heard it here first. Um, Friday night, another great uh, – not great, so I shouldn't have said that. But interesting game, T. I think you and I are going to have a little bit of interest in this just from where we root for. Richmond and Towson. That's a – because Towson, they, they have a – they can shoot the shit out of the ball. And they just lost a tough one at St. Joe's where if Towson's a little bit better face-off guy, they might get the win there. That team is hungry. Richmond has a – they have a great face-off guy in their corner at least. So that Friday game, I'm very interested to see that play out as well. But that would I'm, lead us – go ahead. I'm sorry. looking at – I just want to say, Rich. this is the Richmond team we were expecting. They yeah. beat the shit out of Bucknell. I'm going to say – what is the line on this game? I'm not going to take it. It's Richmond minus two and a half. I'd say Richmond definitely covers that. Towson had a bad game against St. Joe's. Their goalie couldn't save anything. I mean, they they there was not the best goalie goalies. play in that game to begin Goal, with. Goalies. Did they have two in there? I thought they only had one. Well, St. St. Joe's had. Well, they, yeah, St. Joe's played two. Uh, Towson played one. Three I goalies. Know, I, know you, nobody, I know you said St. Joe's. Sorry. Nobody over fifty percent in that game. We're all going to get better. It, this is not one of my takes, but if I was a betting man, which I am, I would suggest taking Richmond minus two and a half. But let's look at Saturday. So Saturday, February 25th, you know, who knows what the weather. It might just be warm across the entire country. First games you got to think at, and I'm I'm loving this tee, though. I am loving this 11 a.m. start because you're able to you wake up and you get your day going and you're running errands. And, oh, 11 o'clock, there's games on. Like, it, it kind of jumps that noon feeling. So it's almost like we live in the Midwest now where, like, college football starts at 11. 
And, you know, I, I, it's nice. It's, it's, just, it's a nice little appetizer. No real games that I, that I liked so far or I'm intrigued with going down the list. And I'm reading right off of Inside Lacrosse. And no way another advertisement pops up. I can't see anything. That's, but, how, that's how you get your ad revenue, dude. That's how they make money. Cornell Lehigh. I'm not, I'm not placing a wager on that. I think that is going to be a very interesting game. If Lehigh can dominate at the X and they're getting extra possessions and they can kind of score, could be uh, could be an upset sniffing around. But I hate that I just went on this Georgetown rant, but they play Notre Dame. I know who I'm rooting for. I know who Listen, I, I, this is a lose-lose for me because I think Notre Dame is going to be in the Final Four. Uh I want I'm rooting for Georgetown. I want him to fucking win, so you will shut the fuck up. But I mean, I'm also we, not taking them. At, I think they're I think they're plus two and a half. We might call, we might have to call this the transfer bowl. Which is probably the most marquee transfers across the board. I mean, Georgetown's is I mean, they're loaded and then Notre yeah. Dame with, with Tevlin and, and fake and um that Notre Dame offense if you're I mean, their offense, they're scoring 18 goals a game. You got to score 18 plus to even have a competition, to make it competitive. I think, I think it'll be, I'm rooting for Georgetown, but I think what's going to happen is Notre Dame's going to be able to handle Dordovic for the most part. And then I don't know if Georgetown's going to be able to to lock down the Notre Dame offense. I think it's going to come down to their goalie. And I tell you what, Danny Hanks is a good goalie. Like he's just a flat out good goalie. I just don't know what I'm going to get from him every week. Like he saves the ball fifty nine percent, but it feels like whenever I watch him play, he's making the most absurd saves ever. And then he lets one in. I'm like, dude, you got to have that. Like you're you. You he is him. You got to have that. So. I don't, the line is the line is two and a half. If it was if it got anywhere near three or four, I'd be taking Georgetown. But I mean, these lines and you gave the tip out episode one. They they shift pretty quick. Um, I Very think the, quick. and I think Cal's across betting is is definitely moving in the right direction. But the no cash app or cash op cash out, God, cash out option during a game. I mean, you're just on the edge of your seat the whole time, being like, "Can, can we get? Can we just? Can we pull out here?" Like, I had to, you know, I, I have a friend, friend of the program. A lot of people say, um, a, another bald, former bald man, Brian Duncan. Wow. You know, he uh, he he was a UVA guy, got his undergrad at UVA, and uh, you know, he, he wanted a minus five and a half, and I had to break break the news to him that they didn't cover against uh, Harvard, so. You know, if, if he got it on it early, maybe he would have gotten six and a half. But unfortunately, the sports books can't they 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 can they can fuck around with college lacrosse. Like DraftKings is not in a situation to be giving money back to people. They're not. They don't have boots on the ground at every college lacrosse game. So yeah, Joe but Biden's anyway. not running. Joe Joe Biden's not running DraftKings, so not everyone's getting handouts. Politics. All right, uh, Hopkins, Utah. If Hopkins drops this one and they drop Green, they they should they should beat Utah. I- interesting game though. I mean, Utah is obviously now taking a flight cross country. That probably sucks. But um, Yale, Penn State. This is on my card. Yale minus three and a half. We we know it kind of shifted a little bit here. 
I think Yale's going to run them off the field. Yeah, I have a – I'm like – I literally had it – again, this happens every fucking week. I had it in the bet slip at minus three and a half. I was sending out the line to some other people. I'm like, this is what I'm going with. This is a this is a good good set of games this weekend. And I go back to check, and it's not in the fucking bet slip. And what do you know? It's at minus four and a half. I'm like, damn it. I don't, I don't think it's going to matter. I, I don't – I just don't – I think with this Yale offense, you need at least – three to four stud cover guys or a really good short stick team midi. I, I just don't think Penn state has that in their arsenal. And I don't know. I mean, you know I, what, just, you know what I'm, I'm hopping on the train. I'm going to put Yale minus four and a half in right now. Shout, shout out to Eric Scott. Shout, shout out, out to, to Eric Scott. Shout out to e. Um, look, looking down the list here as well. Another big time matchup. One o'clock. I, I'm calling the St. Joe's game. I thought I could go see this, but uh, Duke travels to Penn, which this, this game's going to give us a, a good taste of where both these teams are. Because if Penn can handle their business, this is on my card. I, I'm going to ride the hot hand. I'm going to bend the knee to Brennan O'Neill and, and that team. I'm taking Duke with the points plus one and a half. If Duke wins, I, I think they're back to being legit title contenders but if they lose and Penn kind of whoops them around a little bit the Penn stock is going to be going up and that was Penn the worst stock's already going to be up Shane I'm taking the other side of the card I've got Penn minus one and a half Duke Achilles Hill since I mean they got lucky with Michael Adler transferring in there but Duke's Achilles heel since Kyle Turry was in net is their goalie yeah I don't think they have consistency in that. I think they're inconsistent on offense. I think Brendan O'Neill is a stud. I think McAdory is a stud. I think Dyson Williams is a great compliment to those two. I think guys, good offensive players go to die at Duke. Like I, I used to love Duke. Duke was one of my favorite athletic departments, let alone lacrosse teams. And I mean, I hear stories about guys who go there. I see these stud recruits go in there and i just never here's hear the best example i would rather watch michael sowers at princeton than any of his time at duke exactly exactly a, he was a, uncoverable at princeton at duke yeah they got to the final four they had a bunch of transfers come in but at the same time it's like he just wasn't the same player there no. i don't want to i don't, I don't want to be you know never and, and not turn the yearbook page but i i didn't you know it's a good point by you um Another huge matchup. All these afternoon slots, too. Rutgers. One thing I do wish is I wish we had a little more spacing on these games. Yeah. Like, everything's at noon and one. I just I wish we could do a little bit of a staggered, like, noon to four or noon to give three. Me the big noon, give me, like, the big noon kickoff, the SEC at three. Let me give you, like, the ACC at seven, Pac-12 after dark, the Hawaii late-night game. I mean, I – and I know this has been going around the lacrosse world a lot. The lacrosse red zone. I think if we all talk about it enough in this space, maybe we could get it. I, I even suggested. I, I mean, I have IVSPN Plus. I'm not poor. If I get every subscription, like Flow TV, Big Ten Network, and, and ESPN Plus. Flow TV is a scam, by the way. They don't have a sport-only option, $159 for the year. Don't don't even bother. You can go month to month. I looked into it. 
I even cancel after three. But what if I just YouTube stream me during all these games? We get me just a big thing of water, and I'm just rattling off scores. I mean, that's that's fair. I think that'd be fun. Wear a suit. I'll wear a suit, too. I'll, I'll wear be a professional. Suit. Get ready for commercial-free college lacrosse. Um, but that puts us now to Rutgers, Loyola. I I think we're on the same side here. We're getting on the Greyhound bus. Oh, yeah. We're getting on the Greyhound bus. Yeah, Dude, I, Rutgers. What I the think there's going to be some pandemonium in Piscataway, and it's going to be them, them boys from Loyola are coming in to kick the door down. I, I don't – I. Like we were talking about earlier, their goalie plays inconsistent. I don't know what the deal is with Dehenio, but they were losing faceoffs all, all all afternoon. Their offense seems to be like whatever. It's like Ross Scott or bust. Like I just I, I don't know what to expect from these guys. Like I, I wanna root for these guys. I wanna I wanna get on this train. I love I love seeing Rutgers the way they are. Like you kind of a perennial powerhouse back in lacrosse, but they're just they're just not getting it done. They're they're kind of overrated. You're putting the overrated hat on them now. I'm putting. I'm, I said the O word. Okay, I, I want to leave it there. I want to leave it there. I said the O word. Overrated. Uh, okay. Yeah. But speaking of Jersey teams and the team we got on the screen right now, Princeton, Maryland. Originally, I had it typed out on my card. I had the Tigers plus two and a half. After watching this, they have a midweek game. It looks like they took out Sandoval, their face-off guy. If they can't win a, if they can't win face-offs against Weirman, that is going to be a long, long, long day in Princeton, New Jersey. And to be honest, we're both from Jersey. Not a lot to do. Not a lot to do. So I, I, I'm and I'm going Maryland minus um, two and a half now after watching this game so far. Plus. You know, Princeton probably came to this game being like, oh, we're going to blow Manhattan out by 100. Now they got one less day of rest. Princeton's starting to pull away with it now. But Maryland hasn't played since last Saturday. They're, yeah, they're I, think, I think the short week definitely plays a factor. Um, you want to take Maryland on a short week. That's some that's some serious balls on your end. Um, as uh, as I, the, dude from, the dude from Batman says, you, you you want to bribe Bruce Wayne? Good luck. Good luck. I will say this, like we talked about earlier. I mean, Maryland's having close games despite Weirman dominating the X. Like, he's consistently above, what, 70% in all of these yeah, games? He's, yeah, he's the top guy right now. And right, hey, he earned it. He, he earned it. Yeah, but, I I mean, if they're, if they're not – him going 77% from the X consistently or whatever it is, and then only beating Cuse by three, losing to Loyola. Like, you got to wonder what's going to happen against this Princeton team. I think what does play to their to Maryland's advantage is a short week. So, I guess we'll see what happens. But it seems like uh, Princeton's kind of get t- getting tuned up, and uh, this is turning into another practice. But yeah, I mean, this might as well just be a live scrimmage for for the Tigers. Um, now, now I would say. I'm looking at the the next – now I guess we can call it the late slate for Saturday. And some very interesting games where it's going to wrap up not, – not even wrap up the weekend, but Syracuse and, and UNC. 
both these teams coming off some tough losses. Th- this might be the game where if Cuse loses, all right, they're not back to being Syracuse and they're not making their steps right. But if UNC loses, I probably, I probably don't want to hear about them anymore. Yeah, I mean, if UNC loses, they're out of the top 20 again. I mean, uh, this either team, whoever loses out. Yeah, Get absolutely. Out. Whoever loses out of the top 20, I think either either team winning is big for obviously an in-conference win, but also just to like kind of get that momentum back right. um, for two teams that are coming off of a loss. Um, I, I'm going to jump on Cuse minus one and a half. I think, I think it's going to be a low scoring game, but I also think UNC can't put the ball in the net and they couldn't put the ball in the net this weekend against the, you know, a good goalie and a good defense. They're going up against a, Better goalie, not as good defense, but I think it all evens out. I, I'm going to take Hughes minus one and a half. Spolina is going to, you know, keep. He's, he's, he took the training wheels off. He put a. He had a he, nice he's, he's little no look behind he's, he, the back. He's on a huffy right now. He's on a huffy. He's he's rolling. Um, I think he's going to keep cruising. I'm taking Hughes minus one and a half. I, I like it. I um I I didn't pick this one. I, I saved mine for UVA going to be hosting Ohio State, so probably one of the top two offenses in the country versus one of the top two defenses in the country. Going to be a, I think there's going to be a really nice battle test to see if Ohio State's defense can keep Virginia in check. The thing that just worries me a lot is Ohio State's offense is kind of trash. And if it turns it, and yeah, if it turns into a shootout, UVA runs away with it. I'm taking the Wahoos minus two and a half at home, best field in college lacrosse. But you had them at minus two and a half. You got them at minus two and a half. Yeah, I'm in there early. I'm in there early, guys. That that is how you get it done. It's already at three and a half. This line is going to keep going in Virginia's direction. I know we just said the juice is only minus one fifteen. But even even the Yale game where we said that just moved, like I don't think that's going to matter for either of these two offenses. They're 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 going to blow it out, and I think UVA learned their lesson. Oh, we're up nine. Just keep the hammer down. Like do not like because Harvard also at the end of the game they were moving so slow. It's like yo, you have thirty seconds left, and the ball you're not getting subs on. But again, that's what do I know? I didn't go to Harvard. I I mean I would hope that an experienced team in UVA knows how to keep their Foot on the throat of somebody, but right. I guess I guess not. Well, that leads us into Sunday, another Sunday without football. We'll be back before we know it, where we now have, you know, two. I, I would say two pretty decent games lined up at noon. Uh, the Blue Hens, cluck cluck, are hosting the Wildcats of Villanova. Pretty big game because if Nova's able to pull an upset here, I think the Delaware stock drops pretty substantially where Delaware has a chance to, if, and I, I want to look at their schedule again here. I'm going to have my intern run over the sheet real quick. Um, I mean, it's a big game for Nova. Number one, big recruiting battle. Yeah. These, they're going after the same kids in the same region, but you, you look ahead to Delaware schedule and, and coach DeLuca Nova, Michigan, UMBC, Monmouth, Hopkins, Hofstra, Hampton, Fairfield, Stony Brook, Drexel, Towson. I mean, Delaware could 
could run the table, go undefeated, win their conference. And because if they if they if they lose this game and don't win the conference, I mean they're just not getting in. Yeah, I mean the the two before you get into conference play, and you never know what's going to happen when you're in conference. Next two games are definitely huge. Take care of business against Villanova, and you hope they take care of business against Michigan. And then, I mean, the next game you're circling on your calendar is going down to Homewood against and playing Johns Hopkins. We'll see where they are at that point. But, I mean, you see what Towson's doing. I mean, they're a good team, but, you know, we don't well, see they, them as good as they well, once they, they were. Nice, well, this Delaware team has a nice one-two punch with J.P. Ward, who I think is a very underrated attackman. He's he's playing really good lacrosse right now. And then uh, Ty Kurtz also both. They're, they're kind of the, the one-two that's, you know, the, the straw that stirred the drink for this offense, you know, they're at 17 and 16 points and the next guy's at six. So there's a huge production drop off. And, you know, we just saw Nova's defense get kind of mopped up a little bit. So if those two guys can go off, I wouldn't be worried um, for Delaware in that one. I don't don't know if Delaware has an offense like Yale, but we'll see. Right. Um, And then rounding out the last game on Sunday would be Richmond taking on Fairfield and and our boy coach Jinto, where we might have to have him on. If they if they can get that win, uh, no offense, Charles. I'm going with the Spiders. But. <laughs> I'm gonna, um, let's see what the line we, comes we, out. But uh, we could we could cut that. But even uh, <laughs> that no way. <laughs> even uh, you know, the next week, it you know, the games keep rolling. You know, into Tuesday and Wednesday, there's some games. You know, Loyola will play Towson midweek. Rutgers is playing midweek, and so is Hobart and Cornell. So some still good games. It's it's tough though, man. These you know, I, I mentioned it earlier, like we have great scheduling with a, a lot of games on different days, but like 2.30 on a Tuesday, 3 p.m. on a Tuesday, like I, I got phone calls to make. I got business to close, and, and yeah, I can't I mean, be I can't be having four nice. screens going. That was kind of nice as a player, like getting out of class, yeah, you're not philosophy. really doing anything that day. You're just you're just playing like that. That's it's a it's a fun time to play. Um for us viewers, that certainly sucks. I got I got meetings all day on Tuesday. That's one of my biggest yeah, meetings. My, I got, got two to three every week. My outlook is slammed. But then this uh, March fourth, next Saturday, that is a spicy amount of lacrosse. Just saying, Let, I think I'm going to be taking. When we get to it, let's get through this weekend. I I'm just saying, I think I might be taking a drive down to Homewood, um, to watch the Hawks play. So well, that'd be fun. Be a real shame, you know. Pack, pack up the uh, maybe a little tailgate action. Bring but, the bring bring the St. Joe's band. Bring it down, yeah. We'll bring, when the Hawks come flying in, but that'll wrap it up here for episode seven. T, always a pleasure uh, reviewing just you know last picks for the week. Uh, Yale minus three and a half, Duke one and a half, UVA minus two and a half, and Maryland minus two and a half. So a lot of favorites here. But T, who do you got? Round I got, I'm jumping on the Yale bandwagon. I came in late. I'm going to do Yale minus four and a half. I got the Terps minus two and a half. They're they're still in a dogfight against Manhattan, but um, Princeton is. But I think the Terps kind of take care of business. I think they kind of bounce back after an under, underwhelming performance against Cuse, I'd say. Speaking of Cuse, I'm going to take them minus one and a half in the Dome against UNC. Loyola is going to take care of business against Rutgers, a certainly depressing group. And then I'm going the other side of the card, Penn minus one and a half. Quakers are going to take care of business. All right, so we got some we're, – we're riding on the same for some. We, we got different ones, and I'm sure we'll be texting throughout. Um, for, for everything up to date, you know, follow us on Twitter, Bald to Bald. 
And the big one here is TikTok, Ball to Ball podcast. Go ahead and start liking those videos, get the algorithm cooking, you know, get, get the lights flowing in there. Uh, we appreciate everyone that listens, like, subscribe, rate, review. And until then, we will see you guys next week. Have an awesome weekend. Enjoy the games. Cheers.